Welcome to the Bushels and Barrels podcast. It is six minutes after the hour. Negative one real feel outside. We are wishing global warming would show up anytime now. <laughs> As usual, I am Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok is more than likely where you'll find me. Joined beside me is Mrs. Bushels and Barrels. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. How's everything going this week, honey? It has been a week. It has been a week. It has been a week. You sound like you're a little under the weather. Well, yes, I'm a little nasally here. I've got the I've got the Omicron still hanging around, I guess. Well, you should have went to the doctor. No, we don't get tested, remember? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but the the treatment's the same. So if you've got the flu or if you've got the the rona, you're going to get treated Exactly. The same. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. okay. So yeah. Now, it's been a rough week around here in the oil company. It sure has. It sure has. But let me start out with this. Okay. I just heard that Meatloaf has passed away. Do you know who that is? Yeah, the singer. He's a singer. He was awful. Uh, What's he saying? I would do anything for love. You know that song? But I won't do that. Yes. (laughs) What is he referring to? What is he referring to? What's he talking about? I don't know. I think he's probably singing to one of his gay friends. Oh. Is he? (laughs) Oh. Yuck. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. Well, back to a rough week. It has been a rough week. We've had some breakdowns. We've had some... uh, unexpected finds show up well i tell you it's tough being an oil producer i, I mean and oil is something the entire world needs the world stops without it no matter what anybody wants to tell you you cannot live your life day to day without oil and as a producer here in illinois you have the regulating the regulating authority is the department of natural resources so they go out check your wells make sure you're in quote-unquote compliance uh, doing a good job, which I mean, I'm not saying that's a horrible thing that you have a, an authority come around and make sure, you know, you're not pumping oil straight on the ground or in a ditch or something like that. I don't have a problem with that at all. Sure. But I mean, they do a lot of stupid stuff too. Like if you get a weed on the firewall around your, uh, around your tank battery, you know, they start getting upset about it. Well, you need to cut that weed. So we're constantly doing little knickknack stuff like this. But the thing that got me this week, so I bought a series of oil leases back in 2018. These wells have been around forever. I mean, some of them are older than me. Many of them are older than me, actually. And operators of the past have been kind of negligent. And beside one of the firewalls, there is a salt kill where obviously somebody 50 years ago let let the tank run over, salt water got all over the ground, and, and it destroyed the ground, just ruined it. Do you, do you remember when that tank battery was set on the ground? It's before me. I don't know. Was it like in the 50s or 80s? Some or? of those wells were drilled in the 40s and 50s, yes. Okay. And you can find that on the... Yeah, it's on the Geologic Survey's website. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I still don't know who did it. Right. You know, because, you know, producer A drilled the well. Five years later, he sold it to producer B. Then producer B sold it to producer C. You know, there, sure. could, there could have been 10 owners before I finally ended up owning it here. Sure, yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is there is a, there's a salt kill beside one of these things. And the USDA, or USDA. IDNR. IDNR has fined me $40,000. $40,000. And, you know, you would think for a $40,000 fine, I probably destroyed something in the area of like five or ten acres. 
No, no. It's um, number one, I didn't do it. But number two, if it's a 16th of an acre, I'll kiss your rear end. So whenever you purchase this this property, this lease, yes. it was already there? It was already there. How can you prove that? Uh, I would have to talk to probably the farmer and have the farmer confirm it. And then I'd have to talk to the guy that I bought the leases off of. So why is the IDNR just now sending a fine See, for See, that's a good question. I don't know why they're just now sending that fine. I think it has something to do with your oil dumping TikTok. I don't think I'm I don't think that was that popular. I don't know. I think you might have made somebody upset with it. I don't think so. Okay. Well, that's just but, a thought. Yeah. So anyway, now I've I've emailed Springfield to ask them, hey, I'll clean this up. I realize whenever you buy an oil property, you also inherit liabilities. But the fact of the matter was, is this wasn't a liability in 2018. And now suddenly it's become a $40,000 liability. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. And my question is, where does that money go? If you pay that fine, if you were just to say, okay, I've got $40,000 sitting around for a fine, you know, where does that money go? I think on oil field related fines, it goes into what they call the orphan well program. And that is a bank account. Now, granted, I think this is the way it works. Just because it's supposed to go in this certain account, it's probably like Social Security. It doesn't stay there mm-hmm. and used for Social Security. Of course not. So I think it goes to an orphan well program to where they use that money to plug old wells that no operator's alive on, or, you know, no operator has. Because, see, the state will seize wells uh, if they haven't been ran for you know, 30, 40, 50 years and landowner says, oh, I'm tired of farming around this thing. Nobody produces this oil well. It's, you know, it, it's just a hole in the ground now. It needs to be plugged. The state will latch onto those. And when they have the money, or at least they used to, when they have the money, they would plug those wells hmm. and get them out of the way for the landowner. I think that's where that money is supposed to go. I can't imagine Illinois doing something they're supposed to be doing. Well, there you go too. Yeah. So I understand the whole, like, keep it clean, keep it nice. And, you know, if you've got weeds that are 12 foot tall, like that, that probably needs to be yeah, fixed up. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want, I don't, I don't like it any more than anybody else whenever you drive by a tank battery. And I mean, the, the tops are rotted out of the tanks and, and oil all over inside the firewall just looks awful. And, and full disclosure, I have one lease that we had a hole getting a tank and I've got a nasty firewall, but I'm getting ready to clean it up here in the next week or so. Okay. But I mean... What's going on here with a $40,000 fine? How did, where did you come up with that number? That is just outrageous. I've been fined before, you know, the occasional $500 or $1,000 fine mm-hmm. in the past. I've never, ever been hit with something like this. This is unbelievable. But I have emailed those people at Springfield, see if we can negotiate something. Basically, I'm just going to tell them, if you want to fine me $40,000, I'm not going to clean up the mess. Because I didn't make the mess to begin with. Albeit, I did inherit it whenever I bought the lease. Mm-hmm. But, but if they transferred it to you, and they do like it. Do they do some sort of appraisal where well, they say, "Yes, See, okay, the everything thing looks is, good." The the way I've always understood it, if a lease has a violation on it, and like this salt kill, or uh-huh. if the lease has a violation or some sort of noncompliance on it, they won't transfer it. They make the owner fix it first. Unless there is some sort of a deal struck between the buyer and the old owner and the state is aware of it. Mm -hmm. And basically the state physically says, okay, Ryan, now 
here is the liability. We will transfer this onto your bond. As long as you know. But you are going to fix this. The second we transfer it, you're going to be immediately in violation of rules. Yeah. I didn't get that. You weren't given a warning. I wasn't given a warning or anything. Okay. Hmm. I got a notice of noncompliance from the state well inspector saying, hey, there's a salt kill behind this firewall. I got that back in, oh, November maybe or October. Uh, whenever I was combining. So it's like, okay, well, I get done combining and I get caught up farming. I'll, I'll go fix that. Take a look at it. Right. Yeah. And then the next thing I get is a, a letter from the state of Illinois in Springfield, mm. not my local, not my local office in Mount Carmel. And you owe $40,000, 39,650 to be exact. Yeah. But who's good, counting? Good grief. Okay. So how do you fix something like that? Well, I mean, they give you a piece of paper that says, um, you can spread 50 pounds of lime per 100 feet. Lime is supposed to help sterilize uh, salt damage and make it so vegetation can grow again. Uh, you can scoop that dirt actually up and get rid of it, hmm. take it away, and then bring new good dirt in. Um, that would probably be the quickest. It's not going to be the cheapest, but that would be the quickest to try to get vegetation growing again. And then the other one is you can scoop the dirt up and sp- <laughs> somehow or another with the farmer's permission spread it very very lightly across the rest of the field what that's uh, from what i understood reading that not that it's not an option for me i'm not Mm -hmm. even gonna think about that Mm -hmm. next thing because i'll go do that and then here comes a well inspector saying well you spread this stuff out but you didn't spread it thin enough and now (laughs) you've killed five acres of the field Oh, it's a, here's a five hundred thousand uh, dollar fine. So here we've got you've got the risk of getting your trucks out on the road, and then you've got you know breakdown risks that you're taking, and then you've got you know your production side and your risk that you're taking just producing to try to get oil out of the gas. Yes. That's this is the thing that just really irritates me about all of this, and you 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 just touched on it. I'm out here trying to make an honest living. Mm-hmm. I'm not out doing smash and grab robberies. I'm not out just trying to screw mm-hmm. every everybody. I'm not trying to rob anyone else of their individual freedom. I'm out here just trying to do more than what most people do with their life. Mm-hmm. And that's by having two, three, four jobs. I'm trying to make a good living. Yeah. And I am constantly, every time I turn around in the trucking company, every time you turn around, it's the Department of Transportation is trying to pull you over and give you a fine for something you had no idea was wrong with your truck. Yeah. One week we got pulled over three times, same truck. Yes. State state troopers. Exactly. Exactly. So so you're not only battling naturally just uh, the risk associated being in business and, you know, things breaking down because that's just what mechanically things or mechanical things do mm-hmm. and the expense associated with that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like now in my budget, I've just got to have a line item for fines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for, for citations and be it from the Illinois Department of uh, Transportation and and, and the DOT or, or now the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, EPA mm-hmm. type people. Mm-hmm. It's like these, these are the things that have absolutely nothing to do with me getting a barrel of oil out of the ground. Right. Like physically, they don't have anything to do with it. 
but it's a cost that I'm just having to pay, I guess. Not only that, you've got payroll taxes associated with it. And so just to give you some information on that, and I don't know, I know you're aware of this, but it's not your everyday thing like it is mine. So whenever Trump was in office, COVID came, he said, okay, well, you're going to get some payroll relief. Um, and I'm not talking about the the loans. I'm talking about the taxes associated with payroll. So then they give you some relief. And so now the IRS goes out to these small companies and says, okay, well, you don't owe all this money. You actually owe a very, a fraction of what you would have owed prior to COVID. So um, this past year, we haven't really, the federal tax taxes on payroll have been minuscule compared to what they were in the past. So then you get another call saying, oh, by the way, you owe for quarterly taxes all at once. We typically pay every month, but you know, now you've got this huge tax penalty, you know, because, because of Biden and his, his administration and, and well, some didn't things he that sign he something that says, he, okay, all that stuff you didn't pay back then. I want it in a lump sum right now. Yeah. Something like that. It, it was, it was more or less, I'm going to put this into law period and all of your relief is just going to be gone. Right. So, so now here you have this in addition to all the other fines associated. So it's a cost of doing business. We understand that. Uh, there's a lot of people, employees who don't understand that side of doing work. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a ton of times I'm sure that my employees probably think, well, he must just be in there sitting on the couch. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm in the office trying to, trying to keep this i mean ultimately this is red tape correct this is yeah. all red tape absolutely it this is This is not breakdowns this is not trying to get oil out of the ground and it's yeah. just not there so you lose your money in that process this is just red tape that you're constantly fighting yeah trying to keep away from you and it's an old system super old system like there is no efficient way to do any of the things that we're talking about right now you can't file you can't file correctly you can't do it in a timely manner because there are so many deadlines there's so much paperwork and then you've got you know your your employee side of it too not only you're doing work part but the employee side to have employees and keep them employed is is another right. headache it takes a special person to get all of it together and running and i i I applaud you for that, for well, doing it on you. your own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, and that's that's something that I think most people, most people, some some do have a, a grasp of this, but most people don't understand whenever you run a business and decide to hire an employee, let's, for easy figuring, I'll just say, hey, I'm going to hire somebody. I'm, I'm going to pay them $20 an hour. That, at face value, sounds like, Okay, you got a pretty good, you got a good employee for 20 bucks an hour. It's going to cost you 20 bucks an hour. Mm-mm. What most people don't know is if I'm paying you $20 an hour, it's costing me, especially in the oil business due to workman's comp, it's costing me about 30 to $35 an hour. Right. And that's not benefits included. I mean, we. Yeah, that's just straight, straight yeah, rate. Straight, because whenever yeah. I pay you $20 an hour, you pay 7.5% or 7.65% of your Social Security. I have to pick up the other half of that. Mm hmm. So now I'm paying that half of the Social Security. So whatever that number is on your pay stub that says Social Security, just, yes, you're paying part of it because we withhold that to send to the government. But I am also having to match that number. Mm -hmm. And then here's where it gets really crappy for an oil producer is workman's comp is so high out here because it's a dangerous occupation. And people oftentimes, if you get in a bad if you get in a bad accident, they're bad. Yeah, they're bad. Break your leg or or get an arm ripped off. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's been plenty of people killed out here. Yeah. But the but the the workman's comp is about 32 cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. 
So for every dollar I pay you. And that's a good rate. You've got a good rating, good yeah, standing. Yeah. yeah that's what the oh, good for, reputation. Yes. For some drilling rig companies that's had a few accidents, they're about 75 cents a dollar. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's expensive. It's crazy. So basically, basically, I pay you that 20 bucks for 20 of those dollars. I got to cough up an extra 32 cents. You can see after a 60 hour week, how me employing you is costing me one hell of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that don't understand that. And I, ha- I and, and whenever I'm selling my service of trucking or, or a backhoe or anything like that, or my sputter, if I ever get another crew to run it, I, I have to calculate all that up whenever I send it out and what I'm going to charge per hour for that truck or for mm-hmm. that sputter. I, I have to make sure that I know what my employment cost is. So that's just on straight time. Now imagine what happens when you go on overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So... If you work for someone, I would just, uh, maybe this is a little bit eye-opening to you and maybe you thank your employer or your boss the next time you see them or the owner of that company if it's a small business for sure. Right. <laughs> because well, you know, and there's that's a the lot thing. associated with I, it. You and I, through our years in, in business, have had a lot of people come up to us and say things like, uh, you know, you're going to pay me 20 bucks an hour. I'd just take 18 cash if you want to. Mm. And that's, that's I tell you what, as a business owner, and you know... You know how much money you're going to save by doing that. But you can't do it. The second I do that and I don't turn in any payroll, that means that that employee, that employee has no workman's comp associated with their name. So if they go out and get hurt and, you know, let's just say they get their arm ripped off and they're in the hospital and life-saving procedures and things like that, mm-hmm. who do we send the bill to? Um... Well, who's your insurance carrier? Uh, well, I was paying him cash. Uh-oh, now it's on me and mm-hmm. solely me and Wabash 12 Oil to pay that bill, not my workman's comp insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's illegal to it's illegal to operate business Yeah, like it that. is illegal to do that. In Illinois. And rightfully so, it should be. Yeah, I think employees need to be covered. But, you know, going back to your work comp schedule, you said it's 30, 32 cents per dollar. Yes. Is that right? So um, just to give an example, if you work in an office, like at an, a desk in a building where you're sitting at a desk and that's it, it's closer to like eight cents on the dollar. Or less. Or less. Much yeah, maybe three. Like three. Maybe yeah. three to four. Yeah. yeah. So depending on your job, there's a work comp uh, book out there that determines those rates. And um, then you factor in your reputation as a company and that's how you get your workers comp rate. And that's so. the other thing, reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm, if I'm sending workers out who's constantly getting hurt on the job and ending up in a hospital, well, my, my workman's comp goes from 32 cents quickly to 45 cents, quickly to 60 cents and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. Because it's, it's just business mm-hmm. An insurance company starts deeming me a higher risk. So mm-hmm. they're going to charge me more. I mean, it's no different than a person who's been in five car wrecks and has to call the general for car insurance. Yeah. Versus someone who's never been in a car wreck right. and they get a lower rate. Right. That's kind of how it works. So, so anyway, moving on. That's your, I think that's a great discussion. Yeah, it was, that was good. I do have some updates. The flagpole case I've been talking to you about. The, oh, Boston. Yes. There yeah. was oral arguments in the Supreme court this past week. And I listened to it. A lot of legalese, a lot of different viewpoints. Um, and there, I don't know when they will have a decision on that, but it is a super important case because it is Christian speak. And, um, these people, the city of Boston actually allowed uh, the China flag 
to be raised in this area. Really? Mm-hmm. But yeah. no Christian flag. But not the Christian flag on Constitution Day. So um, that's the irony of it. But uh, but yeah, I'll keep you updated. I'll it's keep just everything updated. they can possibly do to keep God out of government. Yes. So. And it's 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 one hundred percent the wrong way to go. Speaking of godless commies, Carhartt has, you know, the Supreme Court says we're not going to do the we're medical places, hospitals can require vaccines for their employees. And then, you know, small businesses or privately owned businesses with a hundred or more employees, they are not required anymore. That was their, that was their decision for the jab for the, yes. So then, um, Carhartt decides to double down on their mandates for the vaccine and for their employees. Yep. For their employees. And then Starbucks, stopped said no said, yeah you know what's funny about that whenever it's so I, backwards when i think backwards. Of, when i think of american businesses mm-hmm. and you so in one hand i'm looking at starbucks in the other hand i'm looking at carhartt i think of starbucks is a place where white collar liberal people mm-hmm. go to get a 14 dollar small coffee mm-hmm. not because the coffee is so good but because it's a status symbol mm-hmm I'm carrying around a Starbucks cup. I can afford this coffee. <laughs> I don't think that way at all, but okay. <laughs> I think of Starbucks, founded in Seattle, to be a very, very liberal company. I mean, Starbucks is one of the first ones that had the transgender bathrooms. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they've really fought, fell in line with liberalism. I'm, I'm saying I don't agree with you with your, with your stance on, well, it's a status thing. Oh, I, I, I totally think Starbucks coffee okay. is a status thing. Okay. But that's, that's fine. I but then yeah. you have Carhartt. Who I think of as a conservative company, that company of that represents the blue collar, the, the hard the, worker, the hard workers, the guys that go out and they're cold all day long they're and their feet, and tough. yeah, their feet and their hands hurt and they're turning blue because it's so freaking cold out. But they're they're doing hard work. I think mm-hmm. of them as a conservative company. So it just blows my mind that you have the liberal company saying we're done with the jab mandate. We're not going to do it. We're not going to enforce this. And they're liberals because typically liberals are the ones that's scared to death of COVID. Mm-hmm. But then you have Carhartt, which is a conservative company, hard workers, people who I think would be more like me. And they're saying, oh, we still got to get the jab mandate. Yeah. That's just it's, so stupid. Yeah. So there's a trend on TikTok right now with all the people burning their Carhartts. I'm yeah, not kidding. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that's funny you say that, uh, the burning the car hearts. I have a customer, an oil field customer, who used to wear nothing but North Face, like that company. Uh-huh. He wore nothing but North Face attire every single day. Well, North Face came out. Because it's good stuff. It's good quality stuff. It's thick. It breaks the wind. Yeah. Like yeah. like a lot of your Carhartt hoodies that are, you know, rain and windproof. Well, two or three Fantastic. years ago. North Face's CEO came out and said something to the tune of, we don't like oil. We don't like American oil. We don't like world oil. We think it's damaging the environment and it's going to kill everybody, you know, in the next 50 years. This guy, I bet, this customer of mine, I bet he had $1,000 at least worth of North Face shit. Oh, that's just in one or two outfits. Come on. He burned it all. Oh, yeah. Sure hope he didn't go buy that's Carhartt. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably did. Yeah, what else are you going to buy? But you know what? It is what it is. You got, you know, what did Trump say? You go woke, you go broke. That's right. So everything woke turns to cat. That's for sure. <laughs> you just almost cussed. I did. I said C-H-I-T. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it has been a rough week. Um, 
it's been it's been an interesting week. The stress of life happens, but that's okay. I try to be an optimism optimistic person for you. Sure. And give you some hope and I mean life's not over. It's just it, this forty thousand dollar fine. I just yeah. I've these people have to negotiate with this. I mean, I'll get a yeah. lawyer and fight it if I have to, but we all know that just instead of paying the forty thousand dollars of the state, you just end up with a bunch of stress and paying thirty five of it to a, a lawyer. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's every time you think about a court case, this is the stuff you have to consider. Yeah. Yes. So well, um everything is is going good. You did come home with uh, another thing on your mind the other night uh you came in and you said you know what i am done with the school board there's not enough people out here telling me you know that they're upset anymore they're just complying they're they're being sheep they're being led they're yes. not they're not mad for their kids anymore um i mean i'm not gonna sit here on this podcast today on a uh, january the 21st and make a bold statement that i'm done with the school board completely and i'm not gonna run again mm-hmm. I, i'm not gonna go quite that far well, and I'm putting words in your mouth. Sure. Too. You just came home and you were, you just had this defeated type of mentality it's, regarding it. <clears throat> yes. And so last week, the high school was shut down from COVID. I, I, and I don't know exactly what the deal is. For some reason, teachers aren't showing up to work. And we're, we're for so, some reason, <laughs> we're so damn short staffed. We don't even have enough subs to cover for them. So we had to shut the high school down. That happened all last week. Now, this week, MLK Day was Monday, so we didn't have school. They went to school Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday, the school shut back down again. Mm. And that's for that was the high school and the junior high this time. And it's a staffing shortage issue. These poor but kids. we all know the reason these, that we have these stupid staffing shortages, I mean, legitimately, I'm sure we're lacking some student, or lacking some staff. Every company, every single employer in America is lacking staff right now. Yes. That's we, just part of life right now. Oh, by the way, we need a CDL driver. Oh, yeah. We'll CDLB with the, tanker, with the tanker endorsement. That's right. <laughs> so, so anyway, we, 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 we're running out of teachers here. We're running out of substitutes. Oh, well, why is that? I think that the reason is, and I can't prove this because I haven't talked to hardly any teacher. I have... I've heard through the grapevine that some of these teachers are purposely getting tested all the time. Surely not. To try, come up with, hell, just a false positive so they don't have to go to work. I was told that. Now, I was not told that by a teacher. I was told that by a really, really good friend of a teacher. Hmm. That that's the game that some of these people are playing. And so, you know. So this is possibly fake news, but there might be some meat to it. (sighs) Okay, so what I know about the teachers' unions, Uh I mean, look at what they've done in Chicago. Right. I don't doubt this is true at all. Yeah. I really don't. And, I mean, just talk about putting the screws to our kids. I Think about this, guys. These poor kids. These poor kids. Like, they're going to go get a high school degree that means absolutely nothing. Well, you've got the mask on them at, you know, for, at first, and then they just keep getting canceled everywhere they go. Like, yeah. every step of the way. Cohen is a junior now. So, for three years of his high school career, the entire time he has been in high school, everything has been yes, canceled. You my, get halfway through something, canceled. Yes. My son knows nothing of a high school experience except for COVID. Yeah. And it's masks and half days and remote learning. And remote learning is a joke. He came home one day. And quarantines and isolations and the health department calling saying you can't even leave your house. Yeah, that's a joke. You know, this is the reason I'm, I hate the health department. I really do. Yeah. 
then these people that work there should be very ashamed of themselves. I don't know how they for sleep. conducting themselves like this and trying to push these draconian measures off on a free people. But Ryan, they're just doing their job. <sighs> okay, they're so just they're doing, doing what they're told. So were the Germans shoveling people exactly. into fires in Auschwitz. Exactly. JP Spears had a great he had a great little clip. He puts out these little um, videos, and the first one was. Okay, I'm going to put my life jacket on so you don't drown, which was, you know. What? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what? yeah. That doesn't make any sense. So why would I get a vaccine for you? That doesn't make any sense. So he put out one that said, you know what? I'm not going to comply because it doesn't make any sense. It is our duty. And MLK said that too. He said that, you know, it's our duty to not follow unjust laws yeah it is our moral responsibility to break rules mm -hmm. that are just completely stupid and unfair and it's yeah. that's where we're at so the health department saying well we're just following the rules okay well you, well you don't have a brain then health department absolutely and people who are still sleeping at the wheel right now who are just following whatever guidelines or mandates quote mandates that are put out you know what they're dumb they and i'm telling you people. i'm telling you that they are not able to think for themselves and we have to love them but you know what it is their fault that they right. are not they are not paying attention they're not doing their own research they're they are allowing they're society, blindly following the yeah, shepherd of the health department yes so we know who would who would be the ones to turn in you know the neighbors oh yeah exactly back in germany you know what gets me is last friday i got two or three people text me pictures of a line of cars huge long line of cars of people lined up to get tested at the health department. Why would you do that? The second you get health, you, the second you go get tested, and then you come back positive, let the tracing begin and start just destroying everybody's life. Children included. I had, a, I had the mother of a cheerleader call me in tears last Friday. So you have these Facebook moms that have to share everything they do and you know oh i got a snotty nose and little johnny's got a snotty nose so we all piled in the in the car and go down to the health department to get tested even though it's just a snotty nose no fever no nothing well uh little jane comes back positive little jane is a cheerleader so now guess what what now the cheer now a bunch of the cheerleaders have to test out in order to go cheer at the oh basketball game tonight oh just because that stupid mother took her kid to go get tested and then tells everybody and then tells everybody on yeah. facebook yeah and then they're like okay well we've got a contact trace now that's exactly right this yeah. is it, this is just not ending but it doesn't matter if your immune system is strong enough it, and you shouldn't have to test out of anything <laughs> you shouldn't have to test if you are a healthy human being, you should not have to test. 99.8% of the people that get this virus live. Yeah. Uh, natural immunity is 27 times more effective than the jab. And the jab is going down every day. 20, it's efficacy. I don't I don't know that it's 27%. Honey, the CDC just came out and said... I didn't say 27%. I said 27 times. Okay. Okay. Okay, yes, I, I misheard you. So the CDC came out and said that natural immunity is a thing and you're more protected with that. The CDC just came out and said that. Finally. Mm -hmm. You so. know, so you look at what's happening to all these, these students in our schools. I feel so sorry for I them. I do. I, I, I cannot. I, yes, I feel so sorry, so bad for all these students. And you and I got in a kind of a 
funny conversation. A heated discussion. Debate. Is how, it's, it's how we described it to Alden because he's three and he's like, stop talking like that, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he doesn't like when we raise our voice. And I said, I'm not raising my voice and yelling. I'm passionate about what I'm speaking about. Well, looking so, at what's being taught to these kids right now mm-hmm. of cancel everything, of isolation, of mass, of everything. I'm going to just go, I'm going to step out here and say, that a high school degree is about as worthless as it's ever been. I agree with that. Now, I do. now, I, as I say this, I, please do not misconstrue anything about what I'm saying that, that you should drop out. That if your kid wants to drop out of school, that's fine. I understand the frustration behind that. I am not advocating dropping out of school. But here's what I am going to say. If for some reason your kid is depressed because of all this crap and decides to drop out of school, then that kid needs to be told, hey, just because you got shit on your entire high school career doesn't mean your life is over. Yeah. You're going to have to take a little bit of a different path here, mm-hmm. but you still have an opportunity to be one hell of a good life. And you know what? In my life personally, what I've seen, the people that don't have degrees are generally the ones that run the business and the people that have degrees work for the business. Albeit sometimes even though you have a degree, you make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But you're working within the business. You didn't found the business. You didn't. And, and that goes for life in general. I mean, look at Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. He has no degree. Jeff Bezos, no degree. And these are people I don't particularly care for because they've turned liberal and woke on us. But that's the way it is with a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to thinking about this yesterday, too. If a high school degree is so damn important, how come, like, whenever my grandpa was in school, they went to school till eighth grade and they were done? Yeah, well, he had to go to work. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And then he taught everything. He taught, he taught himself. Yes. You know, he was self-taught, but that was a different day and age. Well, that was back when they taught things in school, That's you right. know, in order to fundamental be, things see, and, and the fundamentals have never changed in American history and they will not change in world history. Yeah. If you want to be successful here, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys a real big secret. Don't tell anybody. It's just between us. If you want to be successful in life, Learn how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide. You don't need to know trigonometry. Trigonometry. Trig- trigonometry. <laughs> trig- that was good. Too much snot in my nose. Yeah. You don't need to know. You don't need to know geophysics. You need to know how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide, and know when to use those functions. On top of that, all you have to do is show up on time, and work hard. Mm-hmm. And if you do those, if you do those things, and you can master those things right there, you are going to be more successful than ninety nine percent of the people that walk around out here. I agree with you. Yeah. So what started that conversation was Cohen came came to you and said, you know, so and so is going to drop out because you know their parents don't think that it's worth finishing out their high school career. A, a junior in high school, and their yeah. and their parents are so fed up with this. Yeah. That they just said. Yeah, you, you can drop out. You, yeah. can, you can leave school because there's nothing here for you. Yeah. So in my argument or, or my point of view was you can't just tell a kid who doesn't have any desire or motivation to do anything else. You can't tell them or encourage them to drop out of school because this entire generation that's in high school right now is has been dealt such a terrible hand at their high school not right. only it's the government schools that have been ta- you know been teaching terrible things um and then they've got covid on top of it so you've got these two whole this combination and so 
let's take Cohen for instance. He, well, for example, I mean, so he goes in to his freshman year, he's getting started, and then all of a sudden he can't play his baseball team because it all got shut down because everything was remote learning well then he comes home and he says well everybody's cheating during remote learning so we're really not learning anything okay that's as a freshman the same exact thing is happening right now fast forward two years so now he's got you know well possibly football's canceled because we decided to go mask optional and illinois you know pritzker and springfield is going to shut us down because we're mask optional and the mandate blah 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 so then you well got- that's where you need a strong school board to push back and we yeah. don't have that here in Mount Carmel. Well, I think that if people have Jesus in their heart and they have a good head on their shoulders, they need to be involved in the school board. Well, I agree that I agree with that. But you know, that's the thing. I, I don't know that I'm going to run again because it just seems like there's that everybody there's there's a handful of people that want to bitch, but they don't want to run. There is, a and, lot and of until that. these until yeah. that handful of people get tired of it, you know, I I actually told uh, I actually told one mother that was texting me last week. She said. She said, I just can't believe this is still going on. I don't even, there's nothing really to look forward to. I said, yes, there is something to look forward to. And she said, well, what's that? I said, you get to look forward the day your kid, your last kid graduates. That's the day you can look forward to because at that point you're done with it. Yeah. But, you know, you're looking at me as a board member wanting me to pull some rabbits out of my hat. I'm one person of seven. Yeah. You need, you need two or three. I I need four people of seven. Yeah. Yeah. If we get four people of seven on the next election, we could change everything. Yeah. I think that people need to start approaching you with that, with that. But you know, they're going to have to do it. It's a lot of do and stop talking about it and stop Stop. griping about it behind the scenes and just do something. Facebook is not the place. And I am so surprised. I am so surprised that all of these parents have became silent on this mask thing. Well, we're at least we're in school. No, you know what? It is child abuse to put that mask on a kid. I agree. These poor kindergartens who are now in third grade, second and third grade, masked up the whole time, masked up the entire time. Think it's okay. Hey, yep. it blows my mind that some of these parents are just quiet on the matter. Exactly. You get your religious exemption, you get your medical exemption for your kid, and you let them breathe the free air that people fought for. Right. Like, I'm done with it. And you know what? The parents who are silent on it and just complying with it, you're part of the problem. That's right. My child was picked up and somebody said, oh, it's so weird that there's no mask on these kids. Well, shame on you. No kidding. Wake the F up. It is time. Yeah. It is past time. And I'm sorry, I went on that rant. So my point about I thought Cohen. You were cuss. <laughs> no. I would have loved it. I'm just I'm just over it. But but I mean these poor children, for the sake of our children. You know that is true. Nobody cares about your kids like the teachers in the school district. That's such a joke. <laughs> right. That's a joke. Tell people, you know, you went into a special board meeting, a special board meeting to reschedule a, a, a regular scheduled board meeting, right. which, you know, government is so good at holding meetings, whatever. So you go in there, nobody's masked up, and then they show up at the board oh, meeting. Yeah. Let me tell you that story there. This is funny. So like two weeks ago, we had to have a special board meeting and it was only going to be a five minute meeting. That's all it really was, five or 10 minutes. And the only reason was because we had, uh, let's just, I can't remember the days, but I'm just going to throw dates out here. The original monthly meeting was going to be scheduled on January the 21st. We needed to move it up to January the 10th. So in order to move the meeting date, you have to have a special meeting to tell the to tell everybody that's what you're going to do. Bunch of BS. Well, because we can't just do something without the right. public knowing we are a public entity. Yeah. So we go, we just have this small meeting 
at the district office. Imagine the room that we're in. No social distancing. It's the, probably the size of your average dining room. A table, chairs around it, and everything. Nobody's wearing a mask, which is no big deal to me. Don't care. I, have, I could not care less. I don't wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. Nobody superintendent other school board members nobody is wearing a mask in this small room where we're crowded in here like sardines okay so that's on the 10th the purpose of the 10th meeting was to move the next school board meeting to the 14th of january or 10th of january or whatever it was like three days later we hold those meetings in a cafeteria like a huge room where we're all socially distanced and where everybody's wearing a mask or you're supposed to everybody was masked up then Except uh, for how you. stupid you is that? And Susie yeah, don't me wear and Susie mask. never wear a mask. Okay, but that's how stupid this has become. So it's you guys were theater. in a room. You were in a room, no masks associated. You were what? A, a foot small apart, room, a, a foot apart, shoulder to shoulder. Seven of you, yeah. seven or eight of you. Well, a couple of, of them you? didn't show up because they were working. But yes, okay. yes. yeah, okay. And then no masks, and then all of a sudden, you and then get all of a sudden, where we can spread out because that's the that's what you're supposed to do. Now you have these school board members that didn't have a mask on in the small room. Now I've put the mask on in the big room, mm. socially distanced. That's how stupid this this is. All this is is theater. Yeah, it's nothing but theater. There's no rhyme or reason to that. None. You cannot come up with any scientific evidence supporting that. As a matter of fact, if I did buy into social distancing and all that, it should be the exact opposite. In the small room, you should be masked up. In the big room, you shouldn't have to. Right. You know, that's the same thing. Like, on, it's such so a at joke. The, at the regularly scheduled school board meeting, we had a, a, a student come up that's part of the CEO program, which is basically just an entrepreneurial program that uh, a lot of high schools here in Southern Illinois offer. And it's a great program. I've loved CEO from the first day I've ever known about it. So they had a fundraiser at a local building here in Mount Carmel. It's called the Anderson Building. And... The uh, student giving the presentation said masks will be required to enter and recommended once you're in there. So I'm sitting here thinking you better have your mask on when you go pay your dues to get in. But then once you sit down at your seat or, you know, want to sing karaoke or play any of the games, you don't have to wear a mask. Jess, was there one person with a mask on in there? Not one. Was there one person that had a mask on just to walk in? I, no See, it's like this is all theater no. it's, it's, it's all something that just like you have to say it's like the real fast jargon at the end of one of these uh medical commercials yeah you know it shows this guy that's completely healed up but then the guy that talks real fast like <laughs> you know may cause yes. diarrhea blah 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 yeah. it's like a disclaimer you have to say it you have to show up with a mask we okay we said it now it's not our problem if they don't yeah it's just so stupid. Yeah, it, and it's nothing but theater. That's all yeah. it is. So let me let me throw some of these moms under the bus. I bet you at the beginning the beginning of the school season, I had all kinds of forms for these moms to fill out medical exemptions, re religious exemptions for the masks wearing. After the the board had voted it down, which was a five to two vote, and then they voted, you know, well we've got to go back to mask because you know what works. Whatever. I said, you know what, moms, stop bitching about it. Oh, stop guard. Stop griping about it. You just cussed again. I did. Anyways, so stop griping about it. Fill out this form. Go find a pediatrician or a doctor who will sign it because they're out there. Go do it. Period. How many moms did that? Zero. Not a damn one of them. They I all bet just you continued. 30 moms. 30 moms I emailed. Yep. I'm not kidding. You wasted moms. your time, is what you did. 
I didn't waste these my all, time. I was spreading truth. Well, exactly. But all these people, they just want to sit here and bitch. And, they and then cower, they don't want to do anything. They, they want you down. to do it for them. Yeah. If I was well, that's co- American way right there yeah, anymore. Yeah. I Anyway, so the, there you go, moms. That's your, it is your problem. It is your fault that your mask, that mask is on your kid's, stu- your kid's face. Well, at least we're still going to school and playing sports. BS. Right. BS. I just had a mom text me yesterday. Is quarantine still 10 days or is it five? And I just, I, I was nice. I, I just put two words, no idea. But whenever I set my phone down and I thought about it, I thought quarantine is zero. Quarantine yeah. is you tell the health department to shove it up their ass. Your compliance is the only reason why this thing Damn is still right. going. I, you, if I get tested positive, I'm going to forcefully cough on you. You want me to go get you a test? No. We're not giving money to those godless commies. Anyway. No. Okay. Woo. F no. We got fired up just then. No kidding. Goodness. Don't, so, get but, me on but a, I mean, as we're don't catch here, me on a bad day. As we're sitting here talking about getting back to the high school diploma, this is why they're <laughs> worthless. Well, I understand that. But at the same time, like you, these kids have been told, they've been cut off their whole high school career, you know, and then you just say, okay, well, it's time to be cut off again. You can just quit. You know, I, I just disagree with that. There's a lot of kids who don't have a healthy home life too, that get themselves up out of bed, that make sure that their homework is done and they exceed and excel in their classes. And to just say that they're, their high school diploma is worthless like I understand where you're coming from but at the same time like it still means something to a lot of people okay not only that like it's a basic requirement basic requirement is high school diploma GED or 18 years old you don't have to have a a high school diploma or GED to get a CDL that's a great point now mind you that's great people I'm not telling you go I'm not I'm not advocating dropping out of school I am saying though it would be worth something if they were turning turning loose students who could balance a checkbook. That's true. Who knew when to use multiplication and division to come up with an answer to some sort of problem. Yeah. Like, who just, I mean, you inherently know how to do it. But we're not. We're teaching them LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. We're teaching them about global warming, man-made global warming that completely does not exist. They don't even know about 9-11. We had a whole discussion about, you know. Well, hell, half these schools nowadays aren't even teaching about the the Jews in in Germany. Yeah. Well, there's a whole movement. There's a whole movement that just want to completely erase the Holocaust from history. Exactly. Act like it never happened, which is another sort of psychological programming. But that's, that's why when I was in Israel, I bought that book on the Holocaust. Right. So that we would have it in our home. Anyway. But so here you go. I mean, you have a school system that's, and some are better than others. Some school systems are better than others. Mm-hmm. But by and large, public school systems are not teaching our kids what they need to know. To function. To be good, functional human beings yeah. in society. Yeah. They're teaching them how to be sheep, to walk on ice with authority, and that's it. Yeah. They're teaching them that if you don't feel good, go get tested. That way the health department can tell you what to do because you're too damn stupid to figure anything out on your yeah. own. Yeah. Not only that, you've got this addiction to smartphones for these kids. So you throw in the isolation, the addiction to smartphone, the amount of bullying that goes on behind the scenes that you don't know about as a parent if you're not all up in that business. You know? Yeah. I, I just and a lot of parents are not involved. No. I'm going to tell you something. When Alden gets of age that we start talking about a cell phone, he will not have access to social media because it is brutal. Right. It's brutal. And the amount, you know, it amazes me that these parents just put unlimited data for a kid. Like, no, uh uh-uh. You know, that's one thing. I got this employee that is 18, 19 years old. 
And I have compared the way he acts versus my own son, who is 16. I have never once at work caught my employee, my 18 or 19-year-old employee, on his phone, which I think is unbelievable. It is. It really like, if he's is. having a problem, That's he fantastic. needs my help, I'll go help him. So I'll, But instead of him looking at his phone while I'm fixing the problem for him, he's watching me, trying to figure out what I'm doing so he can try to learn. That mm-hmm. way, next time it happens, he doesn't have to call me. Mm-hmm. That's from his parents. I, lo- I love he, Cohen to death, but you know how many times that I do stuff and he just sits there on his phone. Well, you're his dad. You're not going to fire probably him. probably true. You're not going to fire him. <laughs> it is what it is. He can Cohen, do whatever if you he hear this, you're, you're, you're <laughs> treading thin ice. <laughs> but no, those, that comes from his parents. He should, be, he should be doing that. That's good. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah, that he's off his phone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. At work. And yeah. everybody everybody that's an employer, and I talk to a hell of a lot of them, that's what they say. Like, we just can't keep these phones out of these people's hands. Yeah, yeah. I and remember it's destroying productivity. When I started work, if we got caught on our phones, it was like big, bad, bad news. Right. You know, that's whenever phones just started getting smart. Sure. Is when I started working. But I mean, so, so, so you have these kids that think for some reason... They're entitled to their phone and well, their apps. Well, and they're entitled to $25 an hour. But then <laughs> if you think about it, they're really costing you 50 because half the time they're on their damn phone. Right. So their, their productivity is actually half of what it would be. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's why you have the woke organizations that give you time for social media. Well, guys, I'm going to have to call it good <laughs> right here because I have a semi outside running, ready to get some corn hauled off. I've missed four phone calls while we're doing this. Oh. And um, I got to get to making a living, even though I am not feeling good. You still got to show up to work. Damn right. Because if you don't, yep. you don't if make the health any department, money. If, the, if I was stupid enough to go to my local health department and get tested, and they said you're positive and you have to quarantine... I would look at them and say, you know what? When I'm quarantined, corn ain't getting planted. It ain't getting hauled off. It's not getting shelled. You can shove it up your ass. Of course, mm-hmm. don't worry, health department. You'll never see me there. They're not going to call you. They're too scared no, to call you. No, they're, they're scared shitless of us. Those, lo- <laughs> those local people are not going to call no. your phone number. <laughs> no, but they are business of the year, remember? Oh, What geez. a joke. What a yeah. slap in the face. We've been there, it though. Is. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, we're going to call her good right there. So I hope you guys had a good one enjoyed this podcast we just kind of threw this one together but uh we'll be back next friday don't worry hopefully i won't be stopped up and uh, as usual you were born an american don't forget to be one that's right have a great weekend we'll see you next week adios